Congratulations, you've made it to the final month of 2020. This train wreck of a year is done in a few short weeks and I'm beyond ecstatic. We started this year with an impeachment, the possibility of yet another Middle Eastern war, then moved into major wildfires across the world, then into the COVID-19 pandemic. We also had an important summer protest for equality, mourned the loss of some legendary people, and I saw Trump finally lose an election. It truly has been an emotional roller coaster of a year. Welcome to the Politics Now podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Armand Ahmad. For today's discussion topic, we will be discussing the United Nations. But more specifically, are the United Nations still relevant today? I first want to ask our listeners about how many of you actually know about the United Nations. A great many people know the United Nations for great speeches or even star-studded ambassadors. Some New Yorkers may even have heard about the UN for causing massive traffic jams in the Lower East Side every single year. However, I also wanted to ask how many of you know exactly what the United Nations does. That's the question I find stumps people the most. So let's dive straight into it. The UN was founded in 1945 following the end of the Second World War. There are multiple organs inside the United Nations that serve key different purposes to the organization. There is a UN General Assembly which serves as the main representative and legislative body of the organization. This organ is found in New York City and has a summit once a year from the end of September to the first week of October. The next major organ is the Secretariat, which is led by the United Nations Secretary General and serves as the executive body of the organization. The current UN Secretary General is Antonio Guterres of Portugal, and this organ is headquartered in New York, but has offices around the world for different executive functions. Then, there's the United Nations Security Council, which, shockingly, serves as the international security organ of the organization. It consists of five permanent members, the United Kingdom, USA, France, Russia, and China, along with 10 temporary members, which are currently Belgium, Dominican Republic, Estonia, Germany, Indonesia, Niger, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, South Africa, Tunisia, and Vietnam. There's also the United Nations Economic and Social Council, which oversees the affairs of the United Nations social and economic policies. Finally, there is the World Court, which serves as the judicial organ of the organization. So if we circle back to the question of the day about assessing the relevance of the United Nations into today's world, I believe that in order to measure their success, we need to go over their aims and see how successful they've been in achieving their aims. So the aims of the United Nations are to maintain international peace and security, protect human rights, deliver humanitarian aid, promote sustainable development, and uphold international law. However, their primary objective since their creation was to maintain international peace and security, while other aims were considered to be secondary. So let's just go into depth about their first aim. So again, their first aim was to maintain international peace and security. However, I believe that they have failed in this aim because they have been largely absent from these kinds of issues. The United Nations was involved in the reduction of tensions during the Cuban Missile Crisis and parts of the Cold War, but have been largely absent since the 20th century. The United Nations played no major role in the first waves of the US-Middle Eastern conflicts following the events of 9-11. 
UN also hasn't taken any major action in Syria, aside from a series of condemnations and briefings. Even more recently, the UN has failed to act to stop the conflict of Nagorno-Karabakh, and instead, a country such as Russia had to broker a ceasefire. Overall, this responsibility has largely fallen to the USA and their allies, such as the EU. The USA leads the charge on armed conflicts around the world and of their eventual resolution. The US has also taken a unilateral approach because of the UN's inaction to solving world issues, especially in the sense of international peace and security. Some examples of this are the US creating dialogue between North and South Korea, normalizing relations between Israel and the UAE, and even making strides to create peace between Palestine and Israel. I believe that this is because the UN doesn't have any real army or force to back up their condemnations. They have no real influence to stop these conflicts from breaking out or to stop them from continuing. They rely on UN peacekeepers, which are soldiers from all UN member states, but these peacekeepers are not to interfere with any foreign affairs whatsoever. So in a war-like scenario, they're pretty much useless. To use a saying, the bark of the UN is truly worse than their bite, particularly because the United Nations does not have teeth. The United Nations has also not been entirely successful in protecting human rights either. They have definitely made huge strides in human rights, do not get me wrong. They've done the Declaration of Human Rights, the Rights of a Child, the UNHRC, which is the Human Rights Council, several international covenants, and creating international human rights law. However, they are currently ignoring a major humanitarian crisis in China. The Chinese government has been committing major human rights atrocities to the Uyghur Muslim population. They've been doing cultural genocide by trying to eliminate their culture altogether and place them in unsavory concentration camps. And the United Nations has been powerless to stop it. The United Nations has definitely succeeded in their aims to promote sustainable development and deliver humanitarian aid. The United Nations has created the United Nations Development Program, which helps countries develop necessary infrastructure for their countries. They've created sustainable development goals to be achieved in 2030 and created the Paris Climate Accord, where all signatories come up with a plan to reduce their climate emissions by 2 degrees. Through their work with UNICEF and other agencies, they've helped millions of people throughout the world. Their aid has been invaluable to nations during the migrant crisis, which has seen millions of people around the world displaced because of endless conflict. Even during the COVID-19 pandemic, the World Health Organization set up international guidelines such as wearing masks and social distancing. They've come together to help countries fight off the virus and help the most vulnerable and disadvantaged countries with resources so they can fight the virus off as well. However, they have been less successful in enforcing international law. This is because of the fact that the United Nations has absolutely no ability to enforce any law whatsoever. They can only condemn and disapprove, but cannot truly punish nations. Even the World Court is mostly ineffective because a very few cases are tried at The Hague, which is where the World Court is located, and they take years to complete. They have successfully tried multiple people for war crimes and crimes against humanity. However, they have recently failed to uphold anti-genocide laws in 2016 when the Rohingya genocide in Myanmar. It took them three years before any case was brought before the World Court against the genocidal actions of Myanmar. Therefore, the United Nations have failed in their first objection to preserve international peace and security because their inaction has forced other world leaders such as the USA, the EU, and Russia 
to act as global arbitrators of conflict. The United Nations has also definitely encountered obstacles to their success in achieving their secondary aims, but have overall been mostly successful. In our modern world, global humanitarian aid and sustainable development are arguably as or more crucial than international peace, and the UN has been very successful in these areas. Therefore, the United Nations is still relevant, just not in their primary aim. I want to thank all of you for listening to this week's podcast. Make sure to look out for our next episode next week. And until then, thank you.